It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Thank you for taking the time to download this pod, whether you did it via iTunes or Spotify, or if you're viewing this content on our YouTube channel, which is Blues Focus TV, welcome. And for those of you that are yet to follow us on social media, we're easy to find on both Twitter and Instagram, simply at Blues Focus Pod. Right, let's get straight into it. Um, the last pod that I did a few days ago was the preview of the Manchester City versus Birmingham City third round FA Cup tie at the NT had last Sunday. One of the first things I said on that pod was I just hope it wasn't going to be embarrassing. And 17 minutes in, I was watching the game through my fingers, thinking this could quite easily be 10. And I was about to turn my phone off. But thankfully, the lads put in a performance for the last 70 minutes of the game that I think we can take quite a few positives from. When I saw the the, uh, the, the, the team sheet for the first time, um, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a very attacking team, uh, quite brave by Karanka. And I think he probably resisted the temptation to go overly defensive. He didn't. He certainly didn't do that. And I think the, the guys were, certainly George Friend and Karanka post-match, definitely went to lengths to say that you know, they were, I think, quite surprised with the strength of the City side that was fielded. I personally wasn't, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, City always play a strong team, regardless of the opposition in Cups. They always have done under Pep. I did mention that on last week's pod. So, yeah, I'm surprised that we felt that we'd, they would maybe play the kids. That just isn't Pep style. He, he tries to give it the best chance of winning every game. So, you know, the fact that uh, we, we set up quite aggressively meant that we needed to probably get, you know, a decent proportion of, of, of possession to to really get a foothold in the game. I think the other observation before the game was how big the pitch was. Massively different to St Andrews. Blues tend to play quite narrow, uh, with Sanchez cutting in from that on his left foot from the right-hand side. And I did feel that potentially could cause issues in those sort of wide positions because, you, you know, see the way City play, they use every inch of the pitch. That's why they're so... Um, 
so so good at the game and, and certainly executing their game plans, movement off the ball, and pretty much making sure that a lot of their midfielders don't necessarily sit into a, a fit system. They do float around quite a lot. So I did feel the size of the pitch potentially could could cause us problems because you can't always be compact when you've got such width. And um, yeah, as I said, if you give them a load of space in and behind and on the flanks, then you are asking for trouble. To start the game, you know, we had that early attack, Leko, very, very positive, which was a, a reflection of his attitude for the entirety of the game. I was quite critical in the last pod of Leko, and he certainly made me my words on his performance on Sunday, which I'm delighted about. Um, I think that he's got a, a ton to offer. He just needs to get his confidence up and be positive on the ball. And for the line share of the game, I thought he was incredibly positive when he had the ball. Uh, looked to take it on, looked to take players on, or certainly gain some territory um, using his pace. So, yeah, bright, spot, bright start. I think Terrell, with a bit more good fortune, could have had a really good opportunity in those first couple of minutes. Fortunately, it wasn't to be. But I think, you know, if you can look into two minutes of any game, then we started pretty brightly. Then after that, we 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 definitely held our shape, uh, dropped into shape when they're on the ball, gave them a lot of time when they're playing it out the back. Hogan for me wasn't pressurising the defence enough. He didn't do it enough in the first half at all. Um, and then as De Bruyne sort of got into his rhythm, and certainly Foden and, and uh, Silva, they were approaching the game in quite a, a threatening way. And I was looking for Kifton Belt and Sunjic to certainly close that space down a lot more effectively than they did. Uh, it was disappointing that we really didn't put a challenging of any of any note in the first 10 minutes. And, you know, you, you give City that time and that opportunity to play, they are going to punish you. And unfortunately, that's what they did. I think just before the first goal, George Friend got caught a little bit with a, a ball that got him turned. He recovered really well and made a challenge. But I think for the goal, maybe he just sat in a little bit too much uh, played everybody on and I think when the ball came over from wide rather than head it either out the way it came for a throw-in or indeed behind for a for a goal kick so we could reset and defend he tried to clear his lines you know I'm not going to overly criticize him for it uh, I think that it's understandable the decision he took he just didn't execute it it flicked onto Clark Salter who couldn't he didn't have time to react and then I think we've just got a uh, respect and admire the finish from Bernardo Silva for the first goal. I don't think he scores that more than maybe six times out of ten at a push, uh, but the but the finish was world class. And if we didn't know that we were going to be in for a tough day up to that point, then we certainly did from the seventh minute going forward. We were shell shocked, no doubt. After that, um, I think we were probably reeling from the quality that City brought, um, and we didn't learn from our mistakes. As I said, you know. I was really looking for Sunjic and Kifton Bell to really put some challenges in, you know, in places that weren't going to hurt us. You know, if they're picking the ball up at the halfway line, there's nothing wrong with putting in a challenge that may be borderline, not with the intent to hurt the opposition, but certainly to let them know that you're there. We certainly didn't do that enough. And again, for the second goal, we just allowed them to come on to us. Um, and again, you know, ball over to Mares, great switch play that reverse pass down to the byline that De Bruyne made a fantastic run to, to collect, cut it back, and Silva was in an absolute acre of space uh, towards the sort of the left-hand side of the goal and just smashed it into a fairly open net. Um, we weren't close enough to the run of Silva. I think that, that Colin, 
uh, and and Kifton Belt were caught sort of admiring the football a little bit too much. And to be 2-0 down to City after 17 minutes, I really did think we're in for a, a very tough afternoon. I think a combination of Blues getting more into the game, uh, Terrell putting a, a crunching uh, tackle on 20 minutes, which he got booked for, which I think was harsh. But we did start to let them know we were actually there. And it's a shame that we didn't do that from the get-go because I don't think they'd have been as keen to spend as much time on the ball if they knew that there was a, a you know a challenge coming in. We just allowed them to play, which you just can't do that against them. Their, their quality is is as good as anything in Europe. And, you know, we're just not good enough to defend against the balls that they can, that they can play through. So I think the 10 minutes after the goal, then we, we got into the game. They dropped off. Uh, the commentator was at pains to say that uh, Pep wasn't happy that City had taken their foot off the gas. And I think they did, but I also think that we we played our part in that. But then the third goal absolutely killed the game. We've got four players watching Mares run through and nobody put a challenge in. You know, we picked the ball up in a not threatening area. If we have to concede a foul there, fine. We can defend from the free kick. But we allowed him to run. Um, when he threaded it through to Foden, there were literally five Blues players within about three yards of that pass. But again, we were too far off him. And he's, and yeah, in fairness to the kid, you know, he's 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 struck the ball. Um, he's not going to score too many better goals than that uh, across the keeper in the bottom left. And, and that was it. Game over after you know, just over half an hour. <clears throat> and I think it was probably damage limitation after that. We managed to see out the, the first half relatively um, problem-free, uh, but, you know, it, we couldn't certainly play in the same way uh, for another 45 minutes as we did for the first. <clears throat> just breaking into who I thought performed, uh, Pietro came in. I was surprised he, he, he started him, but, you know, he's got to play at one point. I thought he was competent. I thought his distribution was excellent. That crossfield um, pass to friend was an ongoing threat, something that Karanka had obviously identified, and we had a lot of joy with that that out ball, which was good to see. I thought we played some really good football when we had possession. We weren't just looking to clear our lines. It probably could have been a lot worse than it was if we'd have done that. Colin was, was solid. The two centre-halves didn't really have anything to do because the play was very much in front of them rather than balls into Jesus. Um, so I think both of them did okay without really being tested. I thought Friend, apart from the error for the first goal, was very good first half. Kifton Belt and Sunic, I thought, were both poor. I said on the last pod, I'm very very much a fan of Kifton Belt. And I think Sunic does bring energy, but they were both pretty anonymous. Um, I don't know where they've had their instructions not to commit, but you have to commit against those players if you don't commit, yes, okay, they can pass it round you, but we've always had had cover behind. Um, so not not making those challenges were, you know, I think it really did allow City to play through us, and that killed us. Sonic did his usual fairly pointless lunge after about forty three minutes, where he got booked. I just wish he'd have done that in the first few minutes, where uh, we could have stamped the authority on the game. Leko, as I said, was superb. Um, I think that Sanchez was good on the ball, didn't really make any mistakes. I thought he had a decent first half. I thought that Terrell put himself about a bit. He did a lot more closing down than Hogan did. Um, and I'm obviously disappointed that he came off after that first half. Hogan, I think that his performance was um, incredibly disappointing. I'm sure that Karanka was equally as disappointed. He gave him his chance and he didn't repay him. Um, he just certainly didn't repay the faith. 
And I just don't know where Hogan goes from here. Um, he's putting quite a few performances similar to that. And when you're low on confidence, many, many strikers go out of their way to create their own look, whether that be by cutting off passes that are being played out the back, whether that be closing down centre-halves that you know might be dwelling on the ball too much. We did that really well in the second half. But Hogan, you know, he's got to earn the right to change his luck, in my view. You get confidence by doing positive things. And if he's just going to wait for those, you know, Hollywood passes that are going to find him in an acre of space, he's not going to get that against Man City. Nobody does. So I was really disappointed with his performance, I have to say. And I think Karanka probably felt the same way, given that he subbed him at half time. I think the changes that Karanka made were, I think it demonstrated his ability as a coach. Um, by switching from that four to a three. Yeah, Roberts came on and was a, a revelation. You know, that's as a good a 45 minutes as I've seen him have for, uh, you know, a long time. Uh, showed a lot of leadership qualities, a lot of organisation. He was up for the fight. Uh, and, and I really appreciated the, the performance he put in. Um, Bella came on and I thought, again, excellent, excellent performance. I said last week that he... He'd be unlucky not to start. He certainly wouldn't have started in the team that, that I would have selected because of the shape. But again, he came on and proved what an asset he is to the team. And then later on in, in the uh, in the second half, obviously Dukey and, and obviously Clayton were on there as well. Clayton, I thought, had an exceptional uh, second half with, with his range of passing. He's still a little bit, lacks a little bit of... Um, energy again i don't know whether that's down to his fitness or, or just his, his sort of style of play but there was a couple of times where he did watch people sort of run past him um where where i think maybe sunjich and kifton belt would have put a challenge in but i don't want to overly criticize his performance i thought he was decent uh, as i said his range of passing was really good and i think he gives us an option when he's got his ball uh when he's got the ball at his feet um, more so than Sunjic, he's got a range of passing and it'll be interesting to see what happens for the Borough game, whether he gets a nod against his old team. And as the, as the second half went on, <clears throat> I think that we had a couple of scares. The VAR challenge on the edge of the box uh, that, that, that transpired not to be a foul. I personally think it probably was, but you know, gl glad that it wasn't given. And and I think we, we, had, we had a bit of a, a panic on. I think Jesus had a decent chance and you know, Pietro made himself quite, quite sort of big uh, when when ball was sort of bobbling around the six yard area off the corner. But other than that, um, it, it did help that obviously they made their changes. They were nowhere near as effective, uh, nowhere near as strong. And I also think that our, our shape negated anything that they had to offer. <clears throat> the, the last ten minutes, we were by by a by a, I think quite a long way the better side and more likely to score. Bella had two shots in quick succession that certainly the second one I thought was in. And it did, it did give us that, I think, impetus as we go into the Borough game to say, well, yeah, we probably didn't start particularly well in that game. I think we're a little bit overawed, a little bit starstruck. Uh, but as soon as that second goal went in, I think we just did book our ideas up a bit because, you know, we were staring down the barrel of four, five and six, <clears throat> I think, before the game. The, the odds of Blues winning 1-0 were the same as Man City winning 9-0. So I think that gives you an idea of the, 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 the challenge we had ahead of us. And after 2-0, who's to say that it couldn't have been that sort of 9-0 scoreline? So I think we have to give them credit. I think they responded pretty well. Uh, and certainly that second half performance was something that 
whether he's hit on a shape that he likes or he's certainly got a, an insight into, I think a few of the players that he's brought on have done a job for him. I think maybe a couple of the players that started didn't maybe return the um, the faith that he put in them. And I, I reckon just seeing Karanka uh, in his interviews pre and post match over the course of this season, I don't think he suffers falls gladly. And uh, yeah, I think there'll be a couple of omissions from the squad as we go into the weekend. So as we go into that weekend fixture against Middlesbrough, what can we expect? Well, if we look at the the first game in, in January against Middlesbrough, we, where we lost 4-1, we started the game off brightly. Colin got uh, got a goal and, and got us 1-0 up. Um, and then after that, it was very much a typical Neil Warnock performance. And, you know, if we can't, um, I guess, plan for what they're going to bring, then it's a very poor show indeed. Uh, most football fans know the style of football that Warnock plays, which is, um, you know, he's got one game plan. It's very effective in the championship. It almost did a job for Sheffield United in the premiership. But all in all, I think you have to fight like with like uh, for the first 20 minutes. And then once we've got a foothold in the game, then we can certainly get our players that are a more creative force into that game and really start to make an impact. We know for from bitter experience that uh, a Sombolonga is always a threat to Blues. He scored, I think, five goals against us in about six or seven games. So it would be a very disappointing if we don't have a game plan for him. Um, I think that Roberts uh, surprisingly won a couple of foot races against some real pace um, against Man City on Sunday. And I think if you've got a back two with Roberts in it with probably Clark Salter, then it gives us a physical presence. It gives us an element of quality on the ball, but it also gives us that pace that I think we're going to need. Um, they are a threat in midfield. Uh, Wing got a couple of goals against us um, um, in, in the home fixture, and we need to be mindful of him. They are strong at the back. There's no two ways about it. They're big lads. Uh, and I'll be reluctant to play Djukovic because I think it's about trying to get them turned rather than, you know, try and get our physical presence on them because I don't think we're going to get a huge amount of joy. Um, and I think Karanka will have learnt a lot from Sunday. As I said, I think there are players that did step up. I think Leko stepped, stepped up. I think Bella was exceptional when he came on. Uh, I also think that uh, maybe Sanchez can uh, can retain his position Certainly on that left-hand side, he's always a threat. But then in the middle of the park, I think he's got a choice to make between does he retain Kifton Belt and Sunic or does he drop Clayton in? Um, I would probably give Sunic and uh, Kifton Belt another run. Um, but if they don't uh, perform, then obviously get Clayton into the mix like he did on Sunday because I think he does give us an option with... Um, I, I think a broader range of passing, certainly than Sunic. Not so much Kifton, but I think he can play. Um, and, and I'm looking for him to really stamp his authority on this game on, on the weekend. So for me, similar to what we did um, in, the, in the home game, I think you know, the last two performances have been, uh, I think, a bit of an eye-opener. Uh, there's been some really positive things, but I also think some learns. So I think he's going to probably play a four at the back. Uh, for me, that would be obviously Colin uh, down the right-hand side and Friend on the left. And I think just on George Friend, it, I think it's worthy of note that uh, he certainly wore that armband 
uh, with a lot of pride on Sunday. I would like to see him retain that. And, um, you know, Karanka's got a, a decision going forward on whether he retains it long term. But I certainly would stick with that this Friday, sorry, this Saturday. And then in, in the middle two, I would certainly go with Jay Clark, Salter and bring Mark Roberts into that. Um, I don't think San Jose has done anything wrong. But again, I think this is about systems. And if we're playing that uh, four, two, three, one scenario, then, um, you know, we, we need to make sure that... Uh, We've got players and we're not putting, you know, sort of square pegs in round holes. So the two to sit in front, I think that Sunich and Kiftenbelt, they they play. And then as a three, I would definitely go with Bella. He warrants a start. I would go with Terrell and I would go with Sanchez. And then I play Leco up front because, do you know what? I think he was the outstanding player from the City game. I think if he can get behind the Blackburn defence, he's going to cause them sorry, the, the, the Middlesbrough defence, I think he's going to cause them all sorts of problems. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm a big believer in playing uh, players that are either in form or have shown an appetite to perform. Um, it is going to be a tough game. There's no two ways about that. Um, and we have got, you know, some, some sort of depth on the bench and hopefully players that are eager to come on. How do I think the game's going to play out? I think it's going to be tough first 20 and we need to take them on like for like, get our challenges in, make it difficult for them. I don't think they've got a plan B. I believe that we have. I think we can play a very disciplined physical role in those first 20 minutes. And as the first half goes on, we then start to get Terrell, Bella and Sanchez into the game where we know that they can cause problems. And just try and give Leco that opportunity to maybe drift between the centre-halves and the full-backs all the way across that line and see if he can get any joy like he did against Man City. Um, I think that the investment we need to make in him is warranted because he did show an appetite. And whilst Hogan is probably, well, not probably, definitely a more natural goal scorer than Leko, um, he's just showing no sign of, of form or appetite and therefore, for me, doesn't start. But I don't think, you know, this, this, is, a, this is a team that uh, we know what to expect. We can be very positive, I think, going into this game, just purely on the second half performance from Man City and parts of the Blackburn performance. I think the learn from that is you don't play San Jose in a back four, and I don't think you'll do, do that this coming Saturday because Roberts was so solid when he came on, and without doubt he plays. I'd be amazed if he doesn't. So we can learn from the Blackburn game, and we can learn from the City game that we need to get aggressive earlier um, than we did in that game. And I think those two things combined with the obvious talent and, and uh, pace and skill that we've got in those four of Leco, Terrell, Sanchez and Bella, it gives us a hell of a chance to really create a, an ongoing goal threat that we've been lacking over recent weeks. So we could be sat here having been through a bit of a, a real sort of hammering from City. We, we're not, um, and we can certainly go into this, this fixture with an element of momentum, I think. Uh, if you look at it in the cold light of day, you know, we conceded two after 70 minutes, oh, sorry, after 17 minutes, so we went pretty much 75 minutes, including extra time or added on time, where City beat us 1-0 uh, the, on their own patch. Not many, not many teams have done that this season or will do it. So I think there is absolutely positives to take from that. So as far as prediction for this weekend is concerned, I'll be disappointed if we don't come away with something. I think the minimum we need is a point just to get us back on the, I think, looking upwards rather than over our shoulders. Um, I'd like to see us obviously score a couple of goals. So if that's a 1-1 or a 2-2, I'd much rather have that over a 0-0.
but really with a positive mindset. I think if we play like we did against uh, Reading and Bristol City, we've got we've got a hell of a chance, and there's no reason why we can't beat them. In my personal opinion, I think that like for like we're a better team because I think we've got more alternatives to play than they have. But the one thing that um, is absolutely apparent to me are two two things. One, if a Sombolonga starts, we need to have a plan for him. Uh, because he always scores against us and he's an ongoing threat. And number two is we have got to match the physicality. We know what they're going to bring. You know, as I said, Borough and Warnock have got one game plan. That's it. It's effective if you can't handle it. And it's up to us to handle that uh, first and foremost and then earn the right to play. And I think if we can get to that position, we can certainly get a result. So... Let's see what happens. Well, but once again, thank you for taking the time to download this pod or if you're looking and viewing on, on YouTube. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking to do a, a review of this game and hopefully we'll have some good news and some positives to take. But in the meantime, thanks for listening and stay safe and keep right on. Cheers. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.